behind every great athlete, there's a great coach. So the idea of having a life coach or someone to help us discover our strengths so as to best guide us on our own individual journeys makes sense. On this episode, I chat with Jessica Cowan on her brand new coaching and consulting business, which is designed to help clients and organizations play to their strengths and find purpose in their life's journey. The initiative is appropriately named around the concept of each person's life being a purpose journey, which, as you'll hear on the episode, will also be the title of a book she's hoping to publish in 2021. I'm Jared Carpenter, and this is Wi-Fi and Water. Welcome, Jess, to Wi-Fi and Water. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And we're here because I'm really interested to hear you talk about the purpose journey, your new journey as a coach and a consultant. Let's start. How long ago? It's fairly recent, right? Real recent. It's a COVID business. So um, COVID business. Yeah. You know, like officially, like it was a side hustle for a while. And then it became like, you know, an official kind of business back in, um, let's say December. It has a December, September conceptually, like when I started kind of putting some actual thought into making it a business and getting the back end stuff was maybe like in September, but launching it, putting it out there for the public was December, 2020. So. So it's brand new. It's brand new, brand new. Like it's, the journey isn't new, of course, but the the business side of it, taking what you're naturally good at and capitalizing on it, I think, you know, I think that's the new side hustle or it should be for everyone because when you start learning about economics and how the world works and all this stuff, you really have to kind of like, you got to just, we got to be smarter and not work harder. So it's a COVID business and it yes, started in sorry. December. And we're in yeah. early February. Yeah. So it's been around, maybe we'll say max 60 days. Right, right. What kept you from starting it earlier in COVID? Because COVID for us in the United States, we're talking, let's say mid-March, right? Yeah. The Ides of March is what I like to say. So you had the Ides of March. You had about, I'm going to say, I'm going to go a little over the top, but you had about nine months. Yeah. What kept you from starting it during those nine months? That is a great question. So the backstory is like in March, I was um, already kind of debating. My eyes were kind of open for new opportunities uh, work-wise. And this business is something that has been kind of like in my head to do over the past few years. Like, I mean, I have like a list of things that I kind of want to accomplish, but the how, you know, in the when is all, you know, everything happens for a reason type deal. So for me, I knew I was going to transition into like coaching and consulting eventually. And in March, I kind of like, you know, started getting the itch. Then, you know, COVID hit and everything got shut down. So I was like, okay, I really need to like focus on how do I, you know, what do I need to accomplish to get to my end goal of having a flexible work life, being financially stable and comfortable to where I can use my gifts and talents like and and do what I love to do. So, I mean, back in March, I kind of decided to hire a coach. So my coach was, I I needed to figure out how do I perform at a high level? How do I avoid burnout? So my first coach was a high performance coach and he kind of gave me some tactics on how do I perform at a high level 
He was an athlete, a former athlete, started a nonprofit, had his own business. And so, you know, I really kind of aspired to be like that. And I understood like the the athletic mindset, the comp- the competition, the, you know, uh, responsibility of, you know, like leading others, but also kind of wanted to leave an impact. And in addition to that and following your purpose and stuff. So he kind of like had an abnormal journey in life and ended up coaching and helping others. So I kind of wanted to follow I connected with that. And so I think in coaching, it's very important that you connect with any coach you seek out. Um, And so we connected. He was also from Arkansas, from Mississippi. So that Southern vibe, we connected there. And so all that to say is like, so in March, you know, I hired a coach, helped me really kind of shift my mindset and get in that mindset of like being able to own your own business. And I think there is a mindset that goes with being an entrepreneur. You really have to kind of push yourself to succeed because there are ups and downs and challenges that you face and you are your own kind of motivator at the end of the day. And so I kind of started, I would say publicly, the business came out in December and I had been coaching and consulting. I said it was a side hustle. So I've been um, consulting and doing uh, workshops and facilitations for maybe like the past two and a half years, in addition to my uh, full-time job. So I just kind of like, you know, decided to really take that leap, leap of faith and and just say, you know what, I'm just going to like sink or swim, like try to do my own thing right quick. And if it works, Yes. Like, I mean, honestly, I feel like it, it I know it's going to be successful just because I have faith and I have God on my side. And so, you know, if I feel like this is where he's leading me, it's going to help someone. And to me, that's success. Like, even if it just helps one person, that's success to me. I just want to kind of help people figure out their purpose and, and know their strengths. I think anybody listening to this who started a project, it could even be like, oh, I know I need to change my blinds and I haven't done it. And I was going to do it last spring and I haven't done it. And it's been two years whatever it is, whenever you start to do action, normally there's a massive amount of background behind it. And any project I've been a part of, I've been thinking about for years normally. And then there's a time where either I've organized myself or inspired myself to actually start, or it's just the most rational starting point. You know, out of Rhodes, I joined the Peace Corps, but I knew I was going to be part of the Peace Corps since I was in like seventh or eighth grade. That was always- Oh, wow. Get the college degree- go to Peace Corps. And so, but I think what happens in life, a lot of times we kind of hit the end of the road, right? The train comes to the end of the tracks and it's the last stop, but you're only 28 years old. You're only 25 years old. You're 30 years old. Right. Is that, does that resonate with you? And with the people you work with, are they kind of in a similar thing where maybe they had a job and then they're like, I don't really like this job. I don't want to do it. So they leave. And then it's like, then what? I would say my end of the road was writing a book. And so I didn't even mention that one of the main goals of reaching out to the coach was he wrote a book and he was like, I wrote a book within three months. And I was like, oh, that's the type of like productivity I'm trying to do. And, you know, how did you do that? And he kind of like laid out his strategy and I was like, oh, okay, like teach me how. And so that's kind of, I'm working on a book, but that was the roadblock for me. It was like, okay. I've gone to college, got my master's. I've done, you know, worked in higher ed, worked in nonprofit. I've helped people. What is next? Like what is left on my list that, you know, I said that I wanted to accomplish and writing a book. I've always felt like I needed to write a book or something. And so, you know, I just, I was like, 
I've been having this book in my mind for like four or five years, like so long, like how I don't know how to write a book. And so here comes, you know, a guy talking about how he wrote a book. And I definitely believe in when a door opportunity presents itself, it's your responsibility to decide like if it's for you or not. And most of the times, you know, if that's if it's the right time, it's for you. And so that for me was the block. It was like I'm in a job that I I enjoy doing the work, but it has its areas of improvement. And um, <laughs> that is such a nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so I still like I still enjoy like everything. I feel like every time you reach different ceilings. And so it's it's important to know when it's your time, when your purpose at a organization or a company reaches it, its end. And so and that's OK. And so for me, my purpose at that particular place was over. And it was time for me to do something else. And so um, I'm still kind of working with them, which is a great thing because it's still, you know, everything happens for a reason. And so like, I still, my purpose is still to kind of make a difference and make a change in the community and the community that I'm in. And so to answer the other part of the question is, you know, yes, I did reach my point of like, what's next? And I've always been a business minded person. Like I, I don't know, like started my own trading business, if you want to call it that in second grade, like trading toys. Like you just, there's a lot of things that they, that that's business that you don't know that's business. Like even in high school, I was making bracelets and selling them, you know, like hustling, like making money. And so for me, like, you know, I had reached my point. Like it was like, Jessica, you've always wanted to start a business. Why not now? 2020 was just kind of evident of like, if there's anything you wanted to do, need to do, if you can do it, like we could lose everything tomorrow. So like, I'm really big on like living life with no regret and really trying to live out my purpose. And so I don't want to leave any gifts or talents that I have like on unused and you asked about other people that I work with. Sorry. Yes, they do kind of reach that point. A lot of people, you know, they feel unfulfilled where they're at. And they feel like a lot of them feel like they've given so much to other people that they never kind of uh, paid attention to their own professional or personal development. So they never looked out for themselves. They're wondering, like, what are they good at? What is my purpose? Why am I here? You know, what are my talents? They might be in a, a career field because their parents or some family member kind of suggested that it's something that they go into. And so a lot of people just aren't self-aware of what they're naturally good at because they never really had people telling them what they're good at, but also because our strengths are hidden. It's like writing with your dominant hand. Is there a talent that you've discovered within yourself in the last six to nine months that you didn't know as you prepared to launch. And now that it's more publicly, was there something you're like, Oh, wow, I'm actually really good at that. And I never, either you never thought you were good at it or you didn't even know that it was potentially in your skill set. I say like, okay, in a business problem solving. So I solve problems every day and in the, I usually solve problems for other people, but I've had to kind of like really rethink like my ability to solve problems and I'm, it's, it's a strength of mine. It's, it's restorative for me is number six and restorative as a strength means that you are really good at identifying problems and coming up with solutions. And so for me, 
compared with my other strengths of developers, seeing the potential and things, I really had to kind of lean on that when I encountered problems in business, learning, you know, whether that's accounting, learning about taxes, learning about marketing. And so the problem is how do you wear all of these hats and manage your business? And the solution for me would, you figure it out. Every day there's a different, you know, problem or something comes up, but it is very important to arrange your strengths. For me, arranger is one. So arranging my, the solutions that I have and prioritizing, um, I kind of like combine a lot of like hidden strengths. A lot of my non-dominant strengths are kind of showing up now in the business side. That's kind of how, you know, what has shown up lately is just really rethinking how to solve problems and and solving them for myself, for the business. Like if I don't know something, I have to figure it out and learn it. And that's, that's the challenge, the beauty of entrepreneurship. One of the things I really liked that I saw on a Facebook video you did is the way that you use the purpose journey. Mm -hmm. You totally, instead of saying, Hey, you have one life to live. It's like you have one purpose journey or in your purpose journey, instead of saying in your life, and I think by rephrasing that, it's really powerful. Hmm. And now it's going to be hard for me as I like move forward in my life to be like, or as I move forward, there you go. In my purpose journey, the yeah. second you even say that, the second you ask someone, hey, what do you want to do with your life? That can be an overwhelming question to somebody. Yeah. But if you yeah. rephrase it, what do you want to do with your purpose journey? It all of a sudden, I feel like is a little bit easier to engage with. Because then they're like, okay, it's a journey with a purpose. What's my purpose? And then there's a lot of self-reflection that needs to probably happen if it hasn't already happened. Why did you choose the name Purpose Journey? What is the magic behind the brand? That's a great question. Remember I said it's kind of started with a book. And so, you know, the behind the concept behind the book is that in your purpose, like one, your purpose is not a destination but just the start to another journey. So a lot of times in life, we're figuring out like, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And once you find your purpose, it's like, okay, like what's next? And after that, what's next is is a whole journey. It's really like a road trip. And so you have your pit stops at different areas. You meet different people along the way who are also on their purpose journey or they're not, they might be in their town and they might stay there and you might meet them along your journey. And so that's the, the concept behind it. But the, the pillars of it is, you know, if you understand the purpose of life and you understand the purpose of love, which I break it down into like the four different concepts of love. And then you have like the purpose of friendships and relationships once you understand that, all of that is kind of under the purpose of life counterpart, I mean, peace. Then you throw in your purpose, the purpose of your strengths and your talents. All of that I know and believe will help people understand what their purpose here on earth is. And when you start thinking about purpose, when you think about the people you meet along your journey, and their purpose, you start asking questions about like, you know, like, okay, what's the purpose of this person in my life? Are they here like to help me along my journey or to hinder me? Because you have people in, I mean, you have people in life who are here, you know, 
things are here to either help you or not. Um, you can you can meet people who who don't want the best for you. Um, you know, you might have dreams and aspirations to accomplish more than anyone in your family or something like that. And so if you have the wrong types of energy and, and the wrong people in your life, they could hold you back. It started with just understanding my own purpose. And I kind of understood those concepts at a young age. Like my mom, um, she's a pastor and she kind of really instilled in me like life and the purpose of life and larger concepts that, you know, a lot of people weren't talking about. And so if you know your purpose, you can kind of avoid a lot of drama. You can avoid a lot of like unnecessary things that could, again, delay or halt your purpose. That's the kind of the brand behind the purpose journey. And then the strengths piece come in because I got certified and I became a Gallup Strengths Certified Coach in 2016. Unlocking my strengths and discovering what I'm naturally good at really kind of made life make more sense to me. Like a lot of the decisions that I had made from majoring in computer science to switching from a tech and technology field to a relationship and developing people field as in higher education and student affairs really made more sense once I discovered my strengths and talents. And I was like, oh, I'm naturally good at building relationships. I'm naturally good at developing people and seeing potential and, and really wanting to solve problems. And, and and I'm very responsible. And I need I need someone to tell me like that is not your responsibility. Like I was like, oh, okay. That started a whole journey and that led me here and, you know, wanted to write a book or feeling like I needed to write a book. I felt like that was the wall that I needed to kind of like punch through to get to the next part of my journey. So here I am. <laughs> and so with as little amount of pressure as possible, when's the book coming out? We're working on that. We have a draft done. And so I'm going through final edits and then we'll send it off to a publisher. But I, the date is to be determined. Okay, but it yeah. could be early March. It could be early June. Be We're not really sure. For like, yeah, like midsummer, ideally, would be great. And the book will be called The Purpose Journey? The book is called The Purpose Journey, yes. The Purpose Journey, it's kind of like a memoir. We'll talk about life. We'll talk about love, friendships. And then we'll talk about your strengths and why, like the purpose behind it all. One of the things that you said in the video I watched that you put up on Facebook, and that's in your Facebook group, if you're listening mm -hmm. to this and you want to see the video and you want to follow Jess on the journey of purpose, go find that. We'll do shout outs at the end where you can shout that out. Okay. But one of the things I think you were saying is calling out to people and just kind of saying, do you find yourself surrounded by people that maybe aren't on your same vibe? And if you ask that, I find that most of the things that we put out to the world, our opinions, everything we put out are things we're really feeling. So when mm -hmm. we judge someone else, it's really because those are things we don't like about ourselves. And I try to be more and more conscious of that as I become older. It's like the reason why we don't like Donald Trump, because there are things about him that we all do that we don't like about ourselves. Maybe mm -hmm. we're materialistic. Maybe our relationships aren't as good with other people. Maybe we're too addicted to social media. Maybe yeah. we're really narcissistic. 
all of the little things that we all have, right? This is like why people don't like Donald Trump. Maybe don't people don't like Donald Trump because he's a bigot because they haven't sat with their own ideas of race and ethnicity. America has not sat down and had a conversation in the mirror with America. I think that over the last, especially with his administration, everyone has had to kind of re-engage with how they feel about that and see that it's not like some social justice issue. It's it's about humanity and we're all humans or on some level there. But I guess what I'm getting to is you saying that in the video made me think, hey, I feel like maybe Jess found herself in a situation where she's surrounded by people, family or friends, that she that maybe she just doesn't vibe with on certain levels and there's certain conversations she can't have because i feel like everybody listening to that this will probably resonate especially as we're in bubbles and covid and you're only seeing a certain handful of people so you can't jump from your circle you know this is like the group i play kickball with this is the group i talk about astronomy with this is the group that i do yoga with this is the group that i have my book club so we're a little bit more reduced from those circles but in your life how does that play out? So interesting that you said that because like in my life, like what I've been able to do throughout life is jump from those circles. But I realized that that was a strength of mine is it's individualization and connectedness. Like I like to find the different unique qualities about different groups and things. So there was reasons why I got along with the, you know, the band geeks and the band nerds and, and the athletes and all of this and so like but it's it's what I realized along that journey is that you do you meet people who feel that way and I felt that way too like I can't have these conversations with certain people and so when you feel that way I think you really have to start asking yourself you know like what is the purpose of this like what am I supposed to bring to the table how can I you know increase awareness about certain topics or issues or is, am I in the right place? For me, I had to, I had to leave. I had to search for my tribe and a community and people who vibed and, and thought like I did. But I also see the beauty in, like I, I'm where I'm, I'm from, Mississippi and I'm streaming and we're talking, I'm back in Mississippi, you know, like I, I love my home state. We have our, we have our issues and, but there's a lot of beauty here. And that's, that's one of the key components to strengths is we focus on the strengths, we focus on what you're good at and we manage around the weaknesses. But all that to say is when you find in your tribe, when you're on your purpose journey, I feel like you really do have to kind of be willing to leave, to take the risks. Like I had to leave the South to go out West to California and that exposed me to a whole different world. And even going to Australia and um, having the privilege and the the blessings to go to Australia in high school like that exposed me to a whole different world and and even um just with taking the lessons in Memphis like going to Memphis through that process again just led me on a journey that just kind of exposed me to different things and that's what I want to wanted to bring back to Mississippi was that exposure like to let kids and people know that hey the world is big like and, and you don't have to stay in your hometown. It's, you can come back and, and you can make a difference that way. And now with the internet, with the ability to connect all over the globe, I think it's easier for people to find people who, you know, are vibing on their level, who have the same beliefs and values that they do. Um, and, and you just share that energy. So 
what's a conversation that you'd like to have more in general, like with whoever it may be, but you really struggle to find people to have that conversation? So strengths are, are they're everywhere, but when you're talking about what people are naturally good at and how do they apply their strengths every day, that's a conversation that, you know, the tribe is small uh, in a sense, but we're definitely growing stronger. And I, I, what I want to continue talking about is how your strengths can really play a big part in unlocking your understanding of what your purpose is. And, and really connecting the two together. That's something that I definitely want to talk about more and enjoy talking about is taking our strengths to the next level and connecting it to your purpose. Too many people are in their jobs where you might be able to do what you're doing best every day, but are you feeling fulfilled? Like, are you in the right spot? Too many people are in toxic work environments and are just settling for I never mind. I can't say what I wanted to say. It's I mean, it's like it's like, it, reminds, it reminds me of slavery. Like it reminds me of slavery. And um, it's just a different form of slavery is what I see now and what I've seen over the years with people being in places where they don't want to be and uh, managers and leaders not valuing their employees or not really seeing the best in them and employees really settling for being underpaid and and not reaching their full potential and just settling for less. And even you people, people do that in relationships, you know, they settle for being cheated on and all of this other stuff, you know, that happens. And so I feel like if we talk more about our strengths, what we do best, if we stop comparing ourselves to other people, if we talk about purpose, like your purpose and my purpose, you know, and how can we work together to help each other fulfill the purpose? I think that's how we make the world a better place. And I don't, I don't think we're not having the conversations about like people are talking about how to make the world a better place, but the solutions we're talking about aren't really going to make the world a better place. I don't think, but we got to talk more about like not being selfish and being like really taking care of the community and, and really operating our strengths and, and our purpose. And being comfortable if your purpose is the the garbage man, hey, yo, we need you just as much as we need the mayor of the city. So everyone's important. I want to thank you for saying what you just said, because it's a conversation, too, that I struggle. That's, uh, this exact conversation is is one that I struggle to have with people all the time, because I look around and I'm very shocked by society. If I came from another planet, you know, Jess and I come down from another planet and we get to this planet and we just look around. We'd be kind of weirded out because what yeah. you'd see is you see all these people living in these little domes next to each other, these houses. And then you'd see two people leave the house every day in like the nuclear family, right? The father and the mother, or it could be two parents, whatever. Mm -hmm. They leave the house and they get in a car. They each get in their own little metal box. And then they drive their metal box in this grid of Legos and then they go to a building and then they sit in a chair and they work eight hours. Then they get back in that box and then they drive home and then yeah. they get to their house and then they make food. They put their kids to bed, rinse, wash, repeat. The kids eventually leave college. It seems insane to me. It has always seemed insane to me. And me personally, I've never felt like I fit in in the corporate culture. Yeah. And it's not from a place of, it's not from a place of, I, I'm not even sure why some of it, I think goes back to me being in high school. And I went to a private, very privileged 
all mm-hmm. Catholic school in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason why I dress the way I dress. So everyone <laughs> listen to this who knows me, this is why I dress the way I dress. This is why when I was at Rose, everyone was mad preppy. I was wearing jeans and a white t-shirt and my <laughs> Chuck Taylors. I still rock Chucks to this day. I wore those yeah. to prom and I stay rocking them because right. I'm not dressing up for anybody and I'm just being me. And I don't know, maybe that's corporate. I just feel like the corporate ladder, this whole, it's like this rat race, but for what? Right. 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 And I feel like a lot of that is the whole system is created for you to not engage in your purpose. It's so easy for you to not think about your purpose when you're worried about paying off your debt, your student debt, your mortgage, your car payment, because then you can only think about tomorrow and I have to go to work so I can get that money so I can pay. And so I do believe that obviously that is not slavery, but in some sense it is a control of a society in a different way through debt and through creating situations that don't allow people to really engage and sit down and say, holy shit, what's my purpose? Right. And this is why I personally believe COVID has been so hard for people. Yes, people have died from COVID. People will still die that we know from COVID. That's not over. But when it first happened, I think the serious freak out was, oh man, I have to sit with my thoughts. Right. Holy shit. Do I really want to do this job? Because now I could sit at home and now I realize I don't really like talking to that person. My boss actually treats me like shit. You know, I used to put up with the job because I got all these benefits and it was near my gym I'd go to after. So anyways, I'm kind of- Do I really need eight hours a day to work? Like, do I really, am I really just sitting here waiting on emails? Like, okay, like- And I think that's the other thing that we're realizing, right? Which is if you used to have to work 40 hours, you could probably get that work done in 15 to 20. But you should still be paid for the 40 hours because I'm a firm believer in people should be paid for their value, not their time. Amen to that. And yes. if Frank's listening to this, my buddy Frank, he's like, I get paid 10 hours, even if it takes me one hour, because I've worked for 20 years to be able to do it in one hour. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. There is a benefit to perfecting your craft and, and you should definitely get paid for the value. I'm all for that. I've left plenty of jobs because I wasn't getting paid my value. But I think that's also, if you know your strengths, if you know your worth, then you feel more confident going to the table, demanding your worth. And that's the beauty of strengths. It's a, it's a diversity piece too. It gives you a, a clean slate where everyone is equal. Everyone has talent. Everyone is good at something. So what makes you unique are your strengths, not your gender, not your race, not your ethnicity, not your beliefs or anything like that. And so it gives it gives me a language that I can use that doesn't, you know, identify me by anything other than what I'm good at. And it really focuses on what you're good at rather mm-hmm. than saying, you know, the but, right? Because whenever someone says but in a conversation, I yeah. normally, I think <laughs> somebody once said everything after the but just doesn't matter. Because yeah. it would be like, you know what I'm talking about? If you're talking about gossip. Right, right. Like, oh, I, I really like the way he does that. But. <laughs> Right. Like here comes the, you know, here comes me cutting down that person. So that really just focuses on the front of the conversation, which is like, hey, your strengths are this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Lean into those and go hard. But where do you get pushback on that? Because that's really difficult for anyone to do. And I'm sure even yourself to do, to constantly lean into your strengths, knowing that that will yield something. Yeah. So you asked, where do I get pushback from that? 
Yeah. Like if you're, if you're trying to, yeah, you're trying to work with a client and you're trying to coach them and you're saying, Hey, you are so good at public speaking. And they're like, honestly, I'm so nervous. I'm so bad, mm-hmm. but actually they're a great communicator mm-hmm. may lack self-confidence, but that doesn't mean that they're not a good communicator or a good public speaker. They just need a little bit more in the tank. So how do you overcome those things when people push back at what their strengths may be? In coaching, like you ask a lot of questions and I like to describe like the difference between coaching and consulting. Coaching, you're asking questions and you're helping the client answer, you know, their own problems in a sense. And we're here guiding them. In consulting, I'm giving you the solutions and I'm kind of telling you how to get it done. Either way, you know, people are, some people are good at both. And that's the strength of mine. I'm good at both. But in the coaching piece, when I'm coaching individuals, I really start asking questions like you you help the client reflect back on a time when they did that well and they help them remember how did you feel how did you do that well what were you thinking and and just help them reflect back on where they were in that process and and identifying helping them identify their own strengths because again it's something that you do well that other people see more so than you see you can encourage them to ask questions, ask other people, you know, what are my strengths? So what do you, where do you see me communicating well or public using my um, talents in public speaking? How is both coaching and consulting impacted by the virtual dynamic that we have? Obviously, I assume it would be better if you were sitting there right with the person because mm-hmm. 70% of language is body language and, you know, they can pick up on things. There's a lot yeah. of nonverbal but what's been the biggest obstacle of making sure that you can show up and be a great coach and consultant, even if it is via Zoom? Yeah, so the biggest challenge, I think, is staying present and in the moment and making sure you remove all distractions. And and sometimes that can be very difficult. And so I think you really have to be intentional when you are on your coaching calls and consulting calls And, and be real, you know, like, how we're chatting now, you know, my dog is behind me, but he's in a cage. So he's contained. If he was out, he would have been in all types of like toys and messes. And and so that would have been a big distraction. So I think you have to be very intentional. A lot of coaches have seen an increase. Some people say they've seen a a decrease in their coaching, but I think it's based on how you market. And in this era, like we really have to utilize technology and in really ways to different ways to connect with people and so really take advantage of the tools that we do have to connect and build genuine relationships and so with that said if someone's listening to this and they want to get in touch with you because they're interested about having the conversation about their purpose journey where are the best places that they can reach out and find you is it the website your facebook are you on instagram shout out all the places where you're available All right. All right. So I am available on Facebook. You can find me at Jessica Cowan, that's C-O-W-A-N hyphen the purpose journey coach. That's our business page that can connect you to the Facebook group and my personal page as well. The website, um, if you're interested in any kind of coaching, consulting, team facilitation, or even customized workshops and things like that, you can find me at thepurposejourneycoach.com. And and so those are the connections. Instagram will be rolling out soon, but we're, we're focusing mainly on Facebook, LinkedIn, and my website. LinkedIn is the Purpose Journey Coach as well. 
Well, thank you so much for joining and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thanks, Jay. Have a good one. You too. Thanks again for listening to this episode and be sure to check out Jess's website at thepurposejourneycoach.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Wi-Fi and Water Podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.